Thank you for joining the Are You Writing podcast, the podcast where the writing arts interns talk all things writing. My name is Lainey, and I am the head intern for the writing arts department this semester. I'm Diana, and I'm also an intern. Angie, I'm also an intern. I'm Emily, I'm also an intern. Awesome. So today we're going to be talking about all things related to mental health and the impact that can have on our writing and how the two are related. So I guess we can kind of jump into this topic by um, talking about something that is really commonly associated with the two, which is the idea of the tortured artist. So if you don't know, the tortured artist is kind of this idea where kind of to create art that is meaningful and good, you have to be kind of suffering in some way. And that is a kind of big idea within all communities of art, but I think it's definitely prominent in writing. So do you guys have any thoughts about that? It's the emo aesthetic. It really is. (laughs) Have you guys ever found yourselves like kind of drawn towards this idea of like being like a tortured artist? Maybe when I was in middle school, like, I made a big deal about, like, this boy didn't like me back. Like, I wrote, like, a poem about it. Like, I found that poem the other day. I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I wrote this when I was, like, 12. Why did I care? (laughs) Oh, poor little Diana. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I feel like we just have so many examples of, like, authors who display this, like, kind of tortured artistness um and like so many like really famous examples and like people that we like you know read in high school we have read throughout college yeah that's a good point I feel like a lot of times like when we study like authors in English class in high school like it's never really like a happy topic we always focus on kind of like the worst most traumatic parts of their lives because as I guess like readers we kind of assume that like that has to impact our art in some way? I mean, I guess we're used to the idea it's hard to tell a story where, like, nothing really happens. Like, uh, obviously, if it's a bad thing, it's very memorable. It feels, like, pretty important to you, so. I think also it can be kind of appealing to young writers who kind of are struggling with, like, mental illness and they might not know it yet because they kind of see, like, these other writers and they're like oh well like that could be like me and it kind of like glamorizes it in a way but also I don't know it's a tricky topic because on one hand it like glamorizes mental illness like very badly but like on the other hand it could give like writers who do actually suffer from mental illness kind of like a way to relate to other artists out there yeah it helps people feel less alone whether that's like a healthy way to cope or not is another discussion. Depends on what you're writing about and how you're writing it. It's kind of a hard situation because, um, you know, at one point writing can be like an outlet. So if you are suffering from mental illness or you went through a difficult time in your life, it doesn't mean that you have mental illness. Um, you just want to write it out to just kind of process it. But at the same time, there comes a point where you think, oh, I need to go through these bad experiences in order to write good. And that's kind of where it all goes downhill. Um, And that kind of like, you know, glamorizing comes into play and it's not cute (laughs) at all. (laughs) 
Yeah, most definitely. I remember, like, I also feel like um, kind of as young writers, we're encouraged to kind of like pull from these like darker parts of ourselves to kind of like use as inspiration. I don't know if that was just like a my high school writing program kind of thing, but like my one uh, professor or I guess teacher in high school would always say like, oh, Lainey, like you have so many like weird, bad things that have happened to you through your life. That's perfect. <laughs> I'm like, that is so weird. <laughs> she was not okay. <laughs> I was like, thanks. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I think she was trying to put a positive spin on it. <laughs> but it's just funny that like, they're kind of encouraging us to like dwell on like, I don't want to say like trauma because like, nothing was really that serious, like, but like, kind of like the more melancholy parts of our life. I mean, but that's kind of the underlying notion, like, hey, if you have something bad, like, focus on it here, write it down, and use that forever. No. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I see how that could, in theory, maybe be helpful, but it's also like, for some people, I feel like just focusing on the bad parts of your life is obviously like not good for you no I feel like when I write about the bad things it's always like just badly written and that's just me personally as a writer like it's my emotions just like get ahead of like uh the word choice or the um imagery that I use it's just not Sean but um yeah that's just me though no I feel like I so agree um especially like if something's too close to me like it's it's not gonna end up being good I just like am my own bias almost like around the situation and like my personal experience like really shapes what I'm writing and yeah it's it's not it's not great writing yeah it's cathartic though like it helps you get it out and uh try to process it in a way and get it into words so it might be ugly, but it's um, once it's out there, it's a good feeling. So another aspect of kind of like the tortured artist idea um, is, that we covered in the articles was that the public is kind of drawn to darker writing. And I guess we can kind of discuss why we think that might be. I mean, maybe it's because, you know, people don't like they don't want to feel alone. So if they see other people going through bad stuff or even worse stuff, they're like, oh, hey, I'm not that bad after all. So I guess that could be a motivation to go for darker writing. It's also like shocking. Like it stays in your head easier, uh, sadly. And, um, And unfortunately, it can be very relatable. That is true. And well, it's like humans, I feel, are just naturally kind of drawn to that, like, type of thing. Like, it's like when you see a car crash and you're driving, like, everyone slows down. Everyone, like, looks. Everyone's like, whoa. (laughs) You know, so. I guess it's like empathy. Mixed with curiosity. Mm, Yeah. I also remember one of the articles, they talked about kind of how people think that art is like an easy job like it's easy to create art like compared to like engineering or something so people think that like in order for art to be like valid for the artists who have worked hard it should be like kind of painful for them to create which I thought was kind of interesting like 
they should be like drawing on a place of pain for the art to be valid, which obviously I don't agree with, but I thought it was an interesting kind of agree so much. Like that is so unhealthy for the artist in so many ways. Yeah, we often feel we have to like prove ourselves. Like uh, we have to tackle like these difficult topics in our writing or else like, you know, we're just writing kids stuff. And um, honestly, some sometimes my voice in my poems is just really childish because I just want to get away from that sort of stuff. I've had some bad stuff happen to me and I'm just trying to escape. <laughs> yeah, I think using writing as like a form of escapism is kind of like one of my favorite things to do. I don't know if it's once again, the healthiest way, <laughs> but I'd much prefer to like use it as like an escape into like these fantasy situations or like whatever I'm writing about that like kind of draws me away from like my current reality. I guess we could kind of talk about like other places to draw inspiration from that doesn't have to do with kind of like mental health or like traumatic parts of our past. Well, I've experienced the traumatic thing and um i i find it difficult to remember like things that make me happy or genuinely uh happy things in my life because sometimes this uh trauma is like consuming so <laughs> it's a bit personal but um i try to write about like things that are beautiful things that do make me happy because it, it is genuinely difficult to remember some days but um that's, that's where I get my inspiration in poetry. That's such a nice way to look at things. Yeah, I'm also, like, in a similar route. I'm not there yet because um, I um, find myself kind of stuck in my own trauma sometimes. So I'm generally just trying to focus on the good because we really take that for granted. So instead of, like, writing a piece on this traumatic moment in my life, I'm like, but what about where I'm at right now? Where like, there's nothing going on. Why can't I write about that where it's just freeing? So I feel like, you know, if you are constantly writing from a dark place and you don't want to be there, trying to like look at, (laughs) this is so cheesy, but trying to look at the bright side (laughs) and like focus and write about that. Yeah, I I totally feel that. I, uh, I'm pretty, like, that's probably why, like, my favorite type of writing is comedy. You know, I feel like it's very much like removed from like any of my personal experiences. And I'm just like really trying to like craft something that I think is funny and I think other people will think is funny. I guess this is bad, but sometimes if I write about um, like a really bad experience or even a traumatic experience, I try to add humor to it. This is not something I would let other people read per se, but it kind of makes me laugh. Um, It takes away some of the sting. (laughs) Yeah, I do love comedy writing. I think that's a nice way to kind of like handle it though, like especially like for trauma. I don't know, this is what I do though. Like whenever I have to like talk about something in like real life, I'll always kind of laugh through it. Kind of like, you know, you gotta laugh or else you'll cry type of thing. And I feel like kind of like joking about things, things you've personally experienced. I think joking about other types of trauma is totally not really a good thing to do. Um, But like joking about your own experiences, I think kind of helps normalize it for people who might be going through similar situations. And I think that could be helpful in some ways. Yeah, totally. I would never make fun of like, I would never share like what I write because it's probably horrifying for someone else to read that. (laughs) But 
I find some humor in it. Dark humor is like the only way you can move past it sometimes. Although that's not necessarily the most healthy. You can argue. Yeah, I do that a lot. So is there anything else you want to mention kind of around tortured artists, that whole vibe? I don't really know any real life tortured artists, but I don't know, like, chill, like, it's okay. Just breathe. We we can chill. We can, uh, let's go for a walk in nature and just be peaceful for a little bit. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. All right. So taking a turn, um, (laughs) this kind of goes in line with tortured artists. I guess we can kind of discuss overworking ourselves and how that can impact our mental health and our relationship with writing, especially as writing arts students. This semester, we didn't have a spring break. Um, I'm sure we've all been writing a lot. We're writing arts students. And I'm like... I'm, I feel sad because, like, I'm at that point where I'm just, like, I hate this. Like, I don't want to write anything right now, like, unless it's, like, something that I want to do for fun. Like, I don't want to write, like, anything for school. And, like, usually, honestly, I love school writing. So I'm so, like, who even am I? <laughs> like, Yeah, I definitely can relate to that. I have so many, like, end-of-semester portfolios and, like, revisions to do. And I'm like, I'm starting to like get the whole tortured artist thing. Like I'm really starting to resonate with it. <laughs> like every word I write is just like pain. <laughs> but that's just temporary. I know it's just temporary. The burnout is real. I mean, like I have to do a big group project for this writing class. And like, I guess I'm getting that tortured artist because it's like, come on, this group's just not working out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry um, to my group, but uh, it's, I'm not a big fan of, um, not a big fan of this project. I also think that like kind of overworking ourselves, like we do at like this point in the semester can kind of impact like our personal work also, because in the beginning of the semester, I'm like, all right, like I can do this. I can balance school and working on personal projects and it'll be great. But now I'm like, I haven't touched my manuscript in months. And I just thinking about it after like finishing a day's worth of schoolwork makes me want to crawl into a hole and never write again. Yeah, I haven't like written things that I actually enjoy like in a long time. Well, actually, like two days ago was an exception. I was like, oh, my God, I finally wrote something again because I finally just had this sudden like I didn't have anything to do. And I felt kind of inspired. It's like, uh, it's really like a black hole of like, um, school is, takes up all my inspiration and time. So I've actually never stopped writing, um, but I can see the impact of overworking myself on the quality of writing. So it's like, this sucks. <laughs> Why am I still writing? I mean, there's like pros and cons, I guess. I never like, I still have the practice of keeping writing, but that's also going to impact my school, which also impacts my personal writing. So I don't know if that's good or not. Burning out and like stressing yourself, like will like affect your own writing. Like you can kind of tell, like uh, I wasn't in a good place when I wrote this. Also kind of like as writing arts majors, I feel like we're constantly like forced to be creative. Like even if you're not a like creative writing major, like regardless or concentration, regardless of like what your focus is, like it takes creativity to come up with like words. And at some point, like throughout the semester, I feel like I'm like trying to reach inside myself for like some great 
inspiration or idea and just nothing comes and that yeah. really is not a good feeling like I have stories and poems I want to write but I wasted all my words on like DQs that really don't mean anything yeah I just feel like forcing creativity like kind of leads you to like feel worse about your own work because like at the end of the day it's not your best and not what you want to create and like it can lead you to feel worse about your own work and your abilities as a writer. Yeah, I'm thinking about like, well, as writers, we learn to critique and, you know, learn techniques of writing and we get involved in communities and with writers who are very talented and very put together and then it kind of makes you feel like crap about your own writing. <laughs> and you're like, well, I don't think I belong here. Imposter syndrome. yeah. And well, it's kind of like we know, like, because like we've been writing for a decent portion of time. Um, we know when we're like in a good flow. We know when we're like in a good, like creative headspace. So I feel like we need to be more patient with ourselves and our work when we're like really feeling that stress and over like that we've been writing too much. Because um, honestly, it's probably our writing's probably fine and we just like are already like discounting it because we're not in like the best place for it as writers we really do need to like practice being kinder to ourselves because like especially kind of the writing world is filled with like rejection which is fine that's just the nature of things but it like is kind of exhausting mentally like after receiving like rejection after rejection for like your work to kind of like pull yourself back up and still feel good about what you were able to create. Yeah, I write like little drafts here and there. Um, and I'm like, well, that sucked. And then uh, months later, when I'm looking through my notes, I click and I'm like, well, that was a kind of interesting idea. And I like, you know, I build upon it that way. And um, yeah, it's like, don't have to discount every idea we have. Okay, some of them might be total crap might want to throw that in the trash but um we're doing our best and it's hard to express yourself and um, be creative also um I feel like as writing our students like at this point of the semester it's like finals we're burnt out um and we're also like we were forced to like churn out material for like months we're basically empty we need to like refuel so, like, having to, like, sit down, read a book, watch a movie, stuff like that to, like, you know, get yourself back up with, you know, creative juices, I guess. That's going to help you, you know, write better stuff. Yeah, I need time to, like, go outside and just, like, do my own hobbies. Yeah. Um, no offense. This semester's been okay. I appreciate my professors, but I'm looking forward to this summer. I think the semester has been a rough one, like collective, like universally. <laughs> no spring break. <laughs> it's been terrible. Mm -hmm. But um, on the bright side, I got a lot of work done. <laughs> so on a bit of a happier note, um, we can kind of start talking about um, how writing can benefit our mental health and well-being. So I guess we can kind of start with start this conversation by talking about um, kind of if writing has helped us through any issues in our lives and how it's kind of done that. Uh, yes, as in um, I keep a journal and when I look back 
I can understand why I did certain things that I look back and I'm like, why did I do that? But I didn't know as well back then. And um, my journal is like a good insight to like, this is just genuinely how I felt. And it, it does help. And um, if I am going through like a tough time, I kind of just vent in my journal and it doesn't really fix what's going on, but at least I don't feel like too overwhelmed and with anxiety or something like that. And I makes it seem like it'll eventually work itself out and I'll just read back on it one day and be like, that was weird. Yeah, I don't really keep like a daily journal, but I do like use my writing journal to vent whenever I need to. And I'm like a dramatic person. So like in the moment, it's like very much like me pouring my heart out onto the page. But then like I can kind of go back months later and like read it over and just be like, oh, my God. Like it makes me feel a little bit better about the past situation just because I was like, she was being so dramatic. Like, <laughs> she didn't need to act like that. And like, it's really like, it's kind of nice to see like how you have progressed emotionally through the problem. Yeah, I love journaling. I'm honestly like such a huge journaler. Um, I do like a gratitude journal like to start. And then I like just kind of do a stream of consciousness journal. So it's like, uh, like my the beginning part of my journal is like so happy, so grateful. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, my God, she's so sad. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But um, I, I that's, like, so helped me. And um, I've also done, like, the trauma narratives before. And that is literally, like, kind of life-changing. It was, like, so helpful to me in, like, my journey of healing. Like, I just, I cannot say enough good things about, like, doing a trauma narrative. I was just going to say, can someone explain what a trauma narrative is just in case... You know, I feel like not everyone would know. Um, so a trauma narrative is basically like you write three different versions of your of the event that happened to you. The first one is like pretty removed. Um, you basically just like stick to the facts and like this could be anything, you know, like trauma isn't um, doesn't have to be anything like big. Like it could be like something like you know, getting into a car accident. It could be like being robbed. Like it could really anything that you feel you want to write about. Um, and then, then, so yeah, so you start with the facts um, and you basically, you're just kind of removed from the situation. You just say exactly what happened. Not really any like thoughts or feelings are put into it. And then you add in your thoughts and feelings about it. And that's when you, you know, like, definitely are a little bit closer to it. Um, and then your third version, like you don't let anything, you don't hold yourself back at all. You just write like exactly how you felt in that moment. Like every small detail, whether you think it's important or not, like I promise you the more you include, the better you will feel. Um, yeah. And then that's it. And you can reread them for yourself. And I found that to be like very helpful when I was like struggling. So it's awesome. I totally need to do that. Um, I mean, honestly, this is very personal, but journaling helped me realize like something I went through was very traumatic and wasn't normal and wasn't okay. And like, as I read my, like, if I look back on my journal, you can kind of like over a long time, like see that journey of like 
me figuring out it wasn't okay. And I like, I actually finally just wrote in my journal one day. I never wrote about this, like specifically, but, and I, I kind of just explained what happened and why I think it um, was super bad. And as I've learned more, it was, yeah. Um, but yeah, I should totally do that. <laughs> when I was reading um, about the trauma narrative, because I had no idea what it was until we read the articles for this, I was scared <laughs> of what it would take to, you know, do the whole trauma narrative. And now that Emily explains it, I'm like, that is scary. <laughs> like, do I want to go back to that moment in time to just get rid of it, you know, from me and like actually start healing for real? Or like, do I just kind of forget about it? Because it's, it's scary to have to go back to that moment in time. It really is. Like It, it takes a lot out of you. I've tried writing like exactly what happened all the info, no holds barred, because I was like not in a good mental state and I just wanted to get it out. So I could never write about it again. But um, no, it took a lot out of me. And I was like, holy, I, I could not go through the day after that. I just, it felt like crap. It's difficult. Writing is very emotional, can be. I think it's like important to note that you know, so my personal experience was done alongside with like a trained professional and we definitely did not like I did it in stages like over the course of like three weeks. Like definitely don't push yourself if you like if it's really going to affect you in a negative way and like really take remove you from your day like you were saying, Diana like definitely take your time with it and be patient with yourself and know that you're not going to get all of your drafts perfect the first time around. Like it's going to take some time. It's going to take some reflection and it's going to be exhausting. Um, so definitely be patient, be like kind with yourself. That is great advice. I'm, I'm learning something new. So what I'm hearing is if I were to do like a trauma narrative, um, assuming I, you know, get rid of this fear um I could like do it in the course of like a whole month honestly it's it's probably preferred to do it like that because like you know then you have your time away and then you you come back almost stronger because you're like I already did draft one like let's go let's kick it into gear I'm ready for draft two that is very helpful and to anyone that may be listening to this as well I've like personally never done like trauma writing like that or trauma narrative. Sorry. I feel like this can be kind of um, like a shared experience among a lot of people. Like I try and kind of deny like any bad things that have ever happened to me or like trauma. I'm like, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. I'm fine. I'm fine. But um, I do kind of see in my own work, um, like even if I'm writing about something fictional and like Un completely unrelated like it'll kind of start to like seep in subconsciously to like what I'm writing like when I wrote like my first book it's not a real book yet but um, I started like back in high school and I kind of like made the main character and kind of halfway through the book I was like oh like I think like I'm writing like someone with like some sort of mental illness like on accident and then I was like oh wait this is how I think maybe 
maybe this is me. And like, it was kind of like this whole like aha moment where I was like, oh God, maybe I do have trauma. Like, and I think like that's one way that like writing can help is kind of like on accident in a way. Yeah. Um, writing can be like such a good way to just like put it into words. Like I struggle with like, I doubt all the time, like what happened, even like this morning, I'm like, is that really what happened? Um, and when you write like, no, this is what happened. This is what I feel about it. Someone else might feel a different way. Someone else might not believe me, but it is, it is what I experienced. It is like such a good way to just put in a word. This is my story. It is my own experience. And like, even through fiction, like that's a super interesting way. Like, um, through fiction, you can put like yourself into it, even if you don't even realize it. Yeah. It's definitely like a validating way to kind of like come to terms with what actually happened. Yeah. I hope, I hope whoever wrote Batman is okay. <laughs> went through something. That's a good point. Sometimes I do read things and I'm like, oh no, <laughs> this person, we'll get them some help. Long story short, we all need hugs. <laughs> after this semester just some human contact honestly take anything <laughs> thanks for tuning into the writing arts podcast this is our last one for the semester so make sure to check back in with us in the fall when we return